Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be your glorious name. Your glorious name. Blessed be your name when the sun's shining down on me. When the world's all as it should be. Blessed be your name. Blessed be your name on the road marked with suffering. Though there's pain in the offering, blessed be your name. Every blessing you pour out, I'll turn back to is in Lord still I will say blessed be the name of the Lord blessed be your name blessed be the name of the Lord blessed be your glorious name oh blessed be the name of the Lord blessed be your name Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be your glorious name. Your glorious name. Glorious name. Oh, you give and take away. You give and take away. My heart. Lord, blessed be your name. Oh, you give and take away. You give and you take away. My heart will choose to say, Lord, blessed be your name. Blessed be, blessed be, blessed be your name. Good morning. It's good to see you all this morning. If you're one of our guests, we want you to know that you're most welcome. If you're joining us online, we're glad you guys are with us as well. I, uh, I have just a couple of quick announcements to let you all know about. One is um, we have a few things going on for men and women, um, and they're coming up quickly for some. The men's wild game dinner is coming up quickly. In another couple or three weeks, the women are having a coffee get-together. Um, we've got a family fo another family focus event that's going to happen uh, in a couple of weeks as well. All of that you can find on Church Center or go to our website, and you'll end up there um, so that you can find the details and sign up. We would love for you to be a part, so please go and check that stuff out. Also, this morning, we have lots to celebrate. And one of those things is going to be communion we're going to celebrate together. So if you didn't come in through these uh, back doors in the middle, back at this table in the back are the communion elements. So anytime during the service, you can go back there and grab those. You can go back there and get them right now if you'd like. Um, but you'll need those in order to celebrate with us for communion. <clears throat> 
we have so much to do this service. We're going to be here for a long time. So we should get started quickly. You guys stand up with us, and we're going to read together Psalm 29, 2. Let's read together. Give unto the Lord the glory due his name. Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness.
guys can have a seat. Praise becomes passionate when we are passionate about our God. You know, we earthlings get a little turned around when it comes to passion. We become very passionate about our favorite sports teams. Sometimes we become too passionate about our careers or even our relationships. But our passion is best fueled and most inflamed when we are passionate about our God. And our praise becomes passionate when we are passionate about our God. Because praise causes us to pursue our God, to know him better. And so this morning we're going to look at passionate praise uh, and how it comes about, how it uh, becomes a part of who we are. And we're going to do it through Psalm 145. If you want to turn with me to Psalm 145, it is a tremendous passage. It's one of David's psalms. And he reminds us that when we enjoy God, we praise. It just becomes a spontaneous expression of the joy that he fills us with. And it gives us greater purpose and greater focus. Knowing God motivates us to praise him. And it's, it's obvious that David is that way. In fact, this psalm is called a psalm of praise. And, you know, we think of the book of Psalms as filled with praise hymns, right? The praise hymnology of the, the Jewish Bible. And yet this is the only one that bears the title, a psalm of praise. It's pretty interesting. Draws us in right away. And the first thing I want us to think about in verses 1 and 2 is this. It praises passionate when it is a genuine response to God. Praise is passionate. It's a genuine response to God. We want to be people that are engaged with our God. To me, one of the most difficult verses in the Gospels for a follower of Christ was spoken by Jesus to religious people. And he said this to the Pharisees. He said, you know, you guys worship me with your lips, but your hearts are far from me. It's a horrible thing, isn't it? I mean, isn't it really easy to just mindlessly sing songs of praise and pray with our minds fully distracted about other things? I mean, I think those words apply to you and me, unfortunately. But hopefully they become a motivation to want to praise God passionately, to want to know God, because passionate praise is just a, a genuine response to the God that we know and love. Psalm 145 verse 1 says this. This is how he starts his praise of God. He says, I will extol you, my God, O King, and I will bless your name forever and ever. Now, I could substitute the words exalt, commend, magnify, bless. All of those words are synonyms for the word praise. And praise is simply declaring the truth of who God is. It's telling the truth about God. And it usually locates around who God is, around his nature, his characteristics, his attributes. 
And so when we think about who God is, we want to praise him because we're just overwhelmed with his majesty. It also locates around his works, his deeds, his mighty acts. Because when we look at what God has done, then we're able to better understand who he is and what he's made of. We want to be a people that praise God. So what is it about praise that helps make it passionate? Well, the first thing that we see is that praise declares God's greatness, not man's. <laughs> Again, we are so egocentric. We think of ourselves and, and how we deal with circumstances and how we view the world. And we don't always put God first. And, and when we think about praise, praise has to make God the subject matter. He's the one. And, and so David says, I extol you, my God, O King. He's the one we need to be intentional about. And that's why we looked at Psalm 29 too. Chris started the, the service with us there uh, on that verse tells us, ascribe to the Lord the glory do his name. It's a, it's a clear and compelling command from the Psalms, pushing us to praise, to pursue praise in our lives. And we want it to be passionate because it's about God. That's the first thing we see. Second thing is that God gives us an accurate description of God. So not only are we talking about God, but now we're talking about him rightly. We're understanding who he is. He, he says, I will bless your name forever and ever. And, and that's a poetic Hebrew way of saying all your revealed attributes. Everything I know about you, I'm going to bless that. I'm going to praise you for who you are. And, and so as we go through life, we want to better understand who God is. We want to be passionate about declaring the truth. He's revealed himself to us through his word. He's revealed himself to us through creation. He's revealed himself through his works. And he's revealed himself through Jesus. You can get to know God if you stop and reflect. Or as David says later in this psalm, meditate on who he is even through what he has done. Praise gives an accurate description of God. That, that is a genuine response. It draws out a genuine response to who he is, and it creates a passion within us. And then David goes on in, in verse 2, and we see that praise builds day by day. In verse 2, he says this, Every day I will bless you, and I will praise your name forever and ever. Passionate praise builds day by day. David praises God. And one of the things that we can say about praise is that we can do it anytime, any day of the year, any moment of the day, because praise is not based on our circumstances. We can praise God in dark and difficult and despairing times because our praise is based on the character of God and he's unchanging. So we can call out to who he is. We can declare the truth about him. We can lift up and magnify his name, regardless of our circumstances. And that may seem hard to do, but it's praise that we're told in, in, in the Psalms that God inhabits. We're told that praise throughout scripture fends off darkness, that it lifts our spirits, that it fights spiritual warfare. But best of all, 
God declares, or praise declares the truth about God and declares that our God is worthy. So that's verses 1 and 2. Praise is passionate. It's a genuine response to our Lord. And, and if it's passionate, then what do we say? Well, in verses 3 to 7, we see that praise is passionate when it declares God's greatness. He's the subject matter. What do we say about him? And David's going to go on and he's going to let us know two things. We're going to declare his greatness based on his character, his attributes, and his greatness based on his works. Our praise gains passion as we get to know our God. So here's what we see in verse 3. Great is the Lord and highly to be praised. And his greatness is unsearchable. His greatness is unsearchable. Are you getting to know God on a daily basis? Maybe on a weekly basis, each Sunday morning. David makes an incredible statement there. He says, man has no way of measuring the greatness of God. It's unsearchable. It's unfathomable. We can't get our arms around it. We can't wrap our minds around how great and infinite and perfect and totally other God is. And yet at the same time, he's totally personal. And he calls us to know him. When you go to read God's word, just a simple reading of God's word, you can ask yourself, what does this passage tell me about God? And that will increase your praise and fuel your passion. I found a small card that I've been using for quite a few years. It's called 31 Ways to Praise. It's got 31 different attributes of God that broaden my perception and deepen my understanding of who God is. I just use one a day. As I start to read God's word, I just pray and declare that truth about him, talk to him, recognize him for who he is. Just a very simple way. I've got extra cards if you want any. But it's a beautiful way to praise God. It's just an illustration of what you can be doing, what we can be doing as a church family to get to know our God. If we're going to praise him with passion, we've got to be people who know our God. We don't, we don't want to be limited to secondhand praise. We don't want to be limited strictly to what other people say about God. We want to get to know him because he's a personal God. David goes on. We don't have a way to measure God, but he's clearly revealed himself. So he says this in verse 4. One generation shall praise your works to another and shall declare your mighty acts. The art of praise becomes passionate through hearing it from others. When someone else praises God, I get a better understanding of who God is. I get it through their lens. I get truth that perhaps I haven't thought of in a long time. And so I would encourage you to share praise with others, whether it's here on Sunday morning or in ABFs during fellowship time or prayer time. Identify who God is and what he's doing, even as you share a prayer request. Families can do this at home. Friends can do this over lunch. We want to be a people who get to know our God and not just our favorite attributes. God is love. I think we all have that one down, but not really. We could meditate on that even more. But God has such a phenomenal list of attributes that broaden our understanding of him, deepen our love for him, and fuel our praise for him. 
As Chris said, today is all about praising God. In verse 5, David pauses to reflect on God's greatness through his deeds. He says this, On the glorious splendor of your majesty and on your wonderful works I will meditate. Thoughtful reflection upon our great God leads to a greater understanding of him. It leads to greater praise and more intense passion for who he is. When we think about what God has done, or when we discuss it with a friend, as we're relaying circumstances of the day, and somebody says, what do you think God is doing there? We begin to realize, oh, that's God's power at work. Oh, that's God's grace. He didn't judge me there. He gave me what I didn't deserve. Oh, that's God's sovereignty at work. That's his providence. When we reflect with thoughtful reflection, it gives us a greater understanding of who God is. It is so rare for us in this fast-moving world to take the time to, as David says, meditate on God's word, on God's truth. Well, David's human like us, and he's so caught up in the wonder of who God is, so he's going to repeat himself in verses 6 and 7. He says this, men shall speak of the power of your awesome acts, and I will tell of your greatness. They shall eagerly utter the memory of your abundant goodness. What an incredible uh, statement there. And will shout joyfully of your righteousness. Praise pursues a broader and deeper understanding of our God. A clearer understanding of our God fuels our praise with passion. Praise becomes passionate. We become passionate about our God. And I would challenge you. Not only do that this morning as we have great things to celebrate and recognize that God has done, not only every Sunday morning, although I would challenge you to come in ready to praise God, ready to get to know him better, but I would challenge you to do this every day of your lives. And I guarantee you it will change your attitude, it will lift your spirits, but you will honor God. Passionate praise is fueled by our passionate love for God. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you for the joy of knowing you. We thank you for giving us this privilege. It's just an incredible thing that, that the living God of the universe would enjoy praise from us. And, and I ask for the grace that you would stir our hearts with your joy so that our praise becomes spontaneous. Uh, I pray that you would give us the, the grace to be intentional about our praise. And we thank you that all of it comes from getting to know you better. And what could be better than that? In the powerful name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Let's stand together. It's your
So given what, what Dave has reminded us of and told us about from Psalm 145, and, and you're welcome to go outside of Psalm 145, but I wonder if you might um, just, um, just shout out a characteristic of God um, that speaks to you either from 145 or from the work that you have seen him do in your life. Say it loud so I can hear you. I'm, I'm way over here. Mercy, grace, strength. He's your rock. Unyielding. Did you guys say generous at the same time? <laughs> Love. Forgiveness. Patient. Patient. Hmm. Forgiving. Father, we thank you for the things that you do in and around us that draw us to you. In all the things that we don't understand about you, we are grateful that we can bring them into one word that we can hang on to because we know that you are good.
guys can have a seat. What a beautiful song to go right into communion. We're going to observe communion this morning. And as we do this, I want to return to Psalm 145. First thing I want to do is look at verse 1, and it's on the screen. I will extol you, my God, O King, and I will bless your name forever and ever. I think two of the best letters in that verse are in the one little word, my David is reminding us that praise starts through a personal relationship, not a personal choice. He is praising God because he has a personal relationship by faith with God. It's not his personal choice. He's not choosing the God of the Hebrews over the God of the Philistines. He's saying, my God, because he has a personal relationship with God. Is that something that you can say this morning? That you have a personal relationship with God through faith in Jesus Christ? Because all of eternity matters and certainly the abundance of your life right now. God's word tells us that we are sinners separated from God and that the payment for being a sinner is death and eternal separation from God in a place called hell. But God demonstrated his own love toward us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. That is the good news of the gospel. And when you simply believe in Jesus Christ, that he is God the Son who died on the cross for your sins in your place, was buried and rose again, your sins are forgiven. You commit your life to him. You invite him into your life. He forgives your sins. And he enters your life to lead you. He gives you the free gift of eternal life. And that would be my challenge to you this morning. If you don't yet know Jesus Christ as your Savior, that you place your faith in him. You can do it right now. You can trust him in the silence of your heart. And that will start your journey of passionate praise. And for those of us that do know him, we get to celebrate an ordinance that Jesus gave to his disciples, to his followers the night before he went to the cross. And I want to look just a little bit later. We stopped at verse 7 earlier. I want to look at verses 8 and 9 because they're going to give us four characteristics of Christ to meditate on. I want you just to choose one. Verses 8 and 9 say this, The Lord is gracious and merciful, slow to anger, great in loving kindness. The Lord is good to all. And his mercies are over all his works. So as you think about verse 8 especially, I want you to think about four words. Grace, mercy, patience, love. Think about any one of those words and how it relates to God's plan of redemption in saving you and offering you eternal life through faith in Jesus Christ. It's called biblical meditation. We reflect on God's word. I want you to do that. I want you just to, to praise Jesus in your heart, confess sin if you need to, and to certainly have gratitude for him. Let's take a moment of silence to pray and thank each individual, and then I will close in prayer, and then we will take the elements together.
Lord Jesus, you are gracious. You've given us what we do not deserve, eternal life through faith in you, forgiveness of sins, wiping away shame and guilt. You're merciful. You don't give us what we do deserve, death, when we place our trust in you. You're patient, longing to see everyone place their faith in you. And your love is steadfast, unconditional, relentless, pursuing. And we thank you. Thank you for going to the cross to take on the sins of the world. And we give you thanks for making a payment we could not pay. And even allowing us to commune with you, giving us these symbols that remind us of your death. And we take them this morning to honor you. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. I invite you to hold your bread and cup. And if you'll peel off that top layer and get your bread out, this symbolizes the body of Christ, which was broken for us on the cross in sacrifice for our sin. He was a sinless substitute. I'm going to read the words of Jesus, and then we'll take this together. This is what he said to his disciples the night before he went to the cross. This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Let's take the bread together. And then if you'll open the cup. I will again read the words of Jesus. This cup which is poured out for you is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Let's take the Lord Jesus, we are distracted creatures, and we are forgetful, and we thank you for this ordinance which allows us to gather and to observe and to remember your death, burial, and resurrection on our behalf. We thank you that you offer yourself to us by faith. In Christ's name we pray, amen. You can set the cups down on the ground. We'll get them later. Would you stand with us?
a seat. Earlier we had a time of corporate praise where you called out uh, characteristics, attributes of who God is, and we praised him for his uh, nature. And uh, now we're entering a segment of the, the uh, service where we're going to tell of his mighty works. And uh, so we've got a, a handful of church family things. I want to bring up Travis in a moment with Awana. And then um, we're going to close. And then our uh, Beyond Our Doors uh, team that uh, has been doing ministry out in the community. And you've seen them with their uh, T-shirts on. And then we'll close that segment with uh, baptism. So it's uh, more celebration. I want to start off with just a handful of church family uh, things. And the first one, is a happy emotion for me. Um, I'm just overwhelmed with the joy of having Randy and Missy and Randall back with us. We love you guys. Some of you are new to our body in the last year, uh, and you may not know uh, Randy and, and uh, Missy and Randall. But uh, Randy uh, texts me virtually every week. We text back and forth. And uh, so I haven't missed out on his encouragement, but the church family has at large. And you guys have done an incredible job of uh, uh, sheltering in place. God has protected uh, Randall uh, through all of this with the COVID. And it, it does our hearts good to see you guys back. 
Um, I don't know if you remember what it was like. Maybe for you it was Easter drive-in service. Maybe it was May 17th when we started up or in the fall when you first came back. But they've been gone for a year. So we're happy to have you back. <laughs> okay, I snorted. <laughs> Makes it real. Hey, let me, let me just, uh, let's celebrate a couple of things that God has done in our body. It's fun things. Uh, we had baby dedications on Valentine's Day, if you remember, February 14th, Gannett Lowry and Maddie Sue Carroll. Uh, that was a beautiful moment. We had baptisms the end of January, had Dylan Federico and uh, Bentley and Bennett Frederick, and then Graham uh, Mahart uh, on that same day. And that was a great uh, time of celebration. Uh, we celebrated one birth uh, since then. Maeve Linnae Horn was born to Sean and Crystal, uh, Lynn and Cindy's uh, uh, daughter. And then uh, an engagement that we announced uh, last week. Katie Neview and Hunter Walker were engaged uh, back in March. And so uh, those are great things that we celebrate and we recognize just God is at work. And they give us uh, even more things to anticipate of God at work. Uh, so I just wanted to bring those up. I'm going to ask uh, Travis to join me on the platform. Travis uh, Edwards is uh, commander of uh, Awana which is like, that's a very intimidating uh, title there, man. <laughs> but uh, in case you don't have a face with a name, this is just, uh, this is the ministry that takes place on Wednesday nights. I know all the uh, children here and the parents of the children that go to Awana are very familiar with Travis. Uh, we're very thankful for your ministry there and for all the leaders that uh, serve with you. And just wanted to ask a, a couple of questions uh, of you, and perhaps the first one is just, what is the purpose of Awana for our children? It, Awana, it stands for Approved Workmen Are Not Ashamed. It is based on 2 Timothy 2.15. Um, be diligent to present yourself approved to God as a workman who does not need to be ashamed, accurately handling the word of truth. It exposes the children to verse memorization. Okay. They, it's an opportunity for them to get into scripture, chew on it, and certainly be exposed to it. That's fantastic. And that'll stay with them the rest of their lives. What uh, really excites you about what God is doing this year? Everything. The, the kids... The parents, uh, it's great participation, um, and everyone's participating. I'm not up here without my wife and my, also my, um, my daughter, who is seven, approached me uh, just a couple of weeks ago and recited the books of the Bible, the Old and the New Testament. So it's, it's great excitement. The kids love it, and they get to be with their friends and then the always popular games wow. that's fantastic so you kind of walked us through a night there what is the great need uh, for awana for you especially when you think about next year i know you only have a couple of uh, wednesday nights left but um what's, what's the great need for awana handbook leaders we need a confident or handbook leaders um, that you sit with the kids and you dive into their handbooks and then you help them uh, learn verses. 
for next year. Is there a lot of preparation for that? No, sir. Okay. You you show up and uh, there is some. You come into the classroom and then you sit with them. Just willing to love on love on kids. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's great. Uh, tell us about May twelfth. What's coming up May twelfth? It's an opportunity for us to celebrate the kids. We assign every child a character trait, and we get to recognize them. It's also an opportunity to thank the parents uh, for bringing the kids to Awana, and also an opportunity to recognize all the hardworking leaders. That's great. Well, let me pray for you and for Awana. And would you guys join me in prayer? Father God, thank you so much for what you're doing through this ministry, this Wednesday night ministry. We thank you for uh, the heritage that that has in the body here, those that have gone through it, and and uh, the fact that these uh, scripture verses are embedded in their hearts. Thank you for the children that are here this morning that are part of it. And we thank you, Lord, for their uh, diligence in it. Thank you for their excitement about it. I thank you for the fun they get to have with friends as uh, Travis said and I thank you so much for parents that uh, bring them out and uh, help uh, help disciple their children by uh, helping them get God's word planted in their hearts and I thank you for the leaders Lord all those that are willing to serve um, all of our children so that this takes place we give you thanks for what is happening we pray for a great wrap-up the next couple of weeks and then the celebration on the 12th and we pray for good preparation for next year pray that you would move in people's hearts to uh, be handbook leaders and we give you thanks in Christ's name amen thanks man All right, so I am getting the opportunity to kind of share a little bit and celebrate with our uh, Beyond Our Doors team. And um, so I'm going to invite a few of them to come up that are going to share with me where Tammy is. Um, and so we're, we're mainly reporting and, and celebrating our uh, Love Does event that was uh, about four weeks ago we did this. And so we wanted to share a few pictures and a few stories. Beyond Our Doors is a team of about 10 or so of us. And I'm going to, in a second, hopefully those that are here can stand up. Um, but we uh, are... are purposes to extend the love of Jesus outside of our doors. And so uh, from inviting you to join us on specific ministries or just getting involved ourselves, these, these guys, these ladies and men are always out doing things in the community on their own. Um, and then we come together and try to organize stuff for y'all to join in as well. And as a result, hopefully some of you take, you know, have the spirit leading you to get involved in one of these ministries or, or uh, finding something uh, that you feel God has led you to be involved with. Um, so Love Does was an event that we hope becomes, and the goal is to become an annual event, multi-day event, um, where we send teams teams out all over the community to to just do what love does and serve and uh, communicate the gospel and pray and um and just love on people. And so we started this year with one day, um, but it was an exciting day. We had four teams go out, 47 people involved. Um, so if you are one of those people that went out and you're here, could you stand up real quick? Some of you are wearing your shirts, some of you aren't, but we want to stand. If you were just on one of those teams, just stand up. There was 47 of us. We'll see how many of them are here this morning. Um, so I, we appreciate you. Thank you for, for serving. Yeah, we had family out here. Um, and so we're also hoping the shirts be, we're instituting a uniform policy for Sunday mornings to wear the shirts. Um, I feel like it just make it a lot easier if you just already knew what you're going to wear. Uh, so with that, uh, we're going to start, uh, each of us have a different story to share, real quick story about the four different teams that went out. So this is Charlotte and Jonathan Smith. 
Good morning. So we were part of the group at Under Over, which... So uh, Under Over Fellowship is uh, a church. Uh, a lot of people think it's kind of a mission, but it's actually a church that holds service, and it's really geared towards men trying to get men from homelessness back into society. And they have um, a place, a facility, where they can hold up to eight of them for a six-month period to where they're working with them on life skills, on technical skills, some type of trade. And we see a lot of that um, fruit of that labor here with, you know, the angel tree stuff, um, some of the odds and ends that they bring in um, for the woodworking, some of the things from Easter is a part of what they do to, to really help those men. So what we were there for on our Love Does Day event was to help with their closet ministry. And so when we came that day, it was very interesting. Pastor Jerry had just been given the keys by the couple who normally manages that ministry for them like the night before. So when we showed up that morning, um, we were seeing it as he was seeing it, which was awesome. So he opens the door, we get the doors open. Oh my gosh, they have it in this huge trailer and it's just like floor to ceiling in the back of it with just bags of donated clothing. And so raise your hands if you love laundry. Yeah, not a person, right? Me neither. So I felt, okay, this is what love does. We're going to sort through all these bags of laundry. And so as we're going through it, going through it, going through it, some of us enjoyed a little fashion show holding it up. Some of us tried to picture lives and, you know, it was a lot of fun, right? But as we're there, I'm thinking, okay, man, love and laundry, love and laundry, love and laundry, just sorting and folding, putting by um, what gender they need, what age, what size. Uh, they have some kind of hot ticket items. If you're interested in talking about those donations, find us after, we'll, we'll give you the scoop on those. But when we're there, a gentleman walked up with Pastor Pascal, who's another um, pastor there, and we got to see the love in action because as we're sorting, as we're, we're doing our thing, just focused on the tables and the piles of clothes and trying to get it in the right places and understanding how what we were doing ties into the big picture, the Holy Spirit moves, here he comes, this gentleman comes in and we got to see it in action, a, a gentleman that needed a pair of shoes and some clothing items that we literally just sorted through, um, made it really accessible, easy for them to find it and help this gentleman in need. So that was awesome to watch. Another one of our events, we helped uh, distribution, food distribution with Montgomery County Food Bank, and it was hosted here. So they drop off a trailer, uh, food's already boxed up, ready to go. And Charlotte and I got here about 15, 20 minutes early, and there was already a line out from under the pavilion wrapped around the parking lot out to, to close to the feeder. And it was incredible to see the turnout that we had for this event. And, you know, so we're sitting there giving, I think we gave food for up to 550 families, uh, people. Um, and it was like 125 families. One of the true blessings that came out of this for me was seeing the youth of the church and the joy they have with, I know there was one young guy, small guy, and he was carrying a box of food, and I promise you that box was 10 pounds more than he was. Yeah, guaranteed, but that didn't stop him because he was going to help everybody bring the food over and to really see the youth step up and to really show love to 
you know, the people in our community. And it's not just about the food because Montgomery County Food Bank does this almost daily throughout the county, but it's also we get to throw a little bit of the, that Jesus spice into it because we were handing out Gospel of John and an invitation to come to our Easter service. So it's about, you know, planting seeds and watering and allowing God to work on the harvest. So it's just another step in that process. And there was, uh, so we're handing out these booklets at the awning. Kids are so energized and jacked up that they grab these books and they're running them and handing them to the cars already in line. We didn't know this. So when the cars come up, we're like, hey, we got this book for you. Well, we've already got one. We're like, how do they already have a book? And then we see the kids running. Yes, they're, they're getting them way over there by the dumpster. So, but it was truly an awesome blessing. And it's just one of those things as love does and as we extend the love of Jesus, we just pray that the seeds that we're sowing, you know, will take root and can be watered. Good morning. My name is Tammy Campbell, and um, we took a group over to PACN, which stands for Pregnancy Assistance Center North, and um, it's off of San Jacinto and Conroe, and there's also a um, resale shop there, Basat uh, Connected, and it's uh, called It's All Good. And so um, what they do on the um, counseling side is they offer counseling to um, pregnant mommies and, and um, even those who maybe aren't sure what to do. And, and so um, they offer counseling. That's an opportunity for anyone who feels um, that they want to help. They need counselors all times of the day and, um, and they'll train you. Um, they have an ultrasound machine and um, she shared with us some stories that, you know, after the young ladies have seen the ultrasound, they have absolutely made up their mind to keep their baby. And so that's wonderful. Um, they provide formula, food, clothing, and diapers. So the mommies can come in and they have um, a baby room. We had two um, ladies back in the baby room um, sorting the clothes. I mean, it, it's, it was very large. Um, and we had, um, well, let me, let me keep going first. They also have a resale shop, and um, it has really good stuff. There were some purchases made. Um, nobody fought. One year we, um, I don't know if she's here, but one of my friends and I kind of were like, I want that. No, I want that. Um, they do accept donations, and they will give you a tax letter if you would like one. Um, so we had um, a couple of people in the back in the back in the baby room, um, sorting the clothes by size and gender. And we had a group in the front who, were, who was opening um, boxes and bags of donations and getting them on hangers and sorting where they needed to go. And we had um, uh, another group. Um, we had a group in the in the retail store. Um, um, I was part of that small little group, and we had to colorize the rows of clothing. And that's I teach preschool. I don't. That's not me. But we had fun doing it. And um, um, let's see. I'm sorry. I don't want to lose my. Okay. The good. The the thing about this 
um, ministry opportunity is if you work or there were two or three teachers there with me, um, this is a great opportunity to be able and go out and do something because it's typically on a Saturday when we go. Um, and so a lot of things I miss or, you know, dinners or Bible studies or whatever, but working, but um, anyway. So it's a good opportunity for anyone who wants to come. It's, um, you know, it's not a long time committal, although one time you go, I think you'll want to go back. Um, and I lost my last thought. That's why I wrote it down. Um, okay, is that my two minutes? <laughs> All right, so then our last team uh, went to All the King's Horses, which is another ministry that we uh, uh, get alongside and um, support. And uh, Michael Benefil here is one of the missionaries with them that, that goes here. And uh, so we had a team go out, and uh, and they had just uh, got onto some new property. Um, they had moved all their stuff, and it was still in storage. And uh, we had to set up arenas, and and uh, and so we, we set up a pretty good size arena and unloaded a bunch of, of metal. Um, and and so it was it was heavy work. Uh, but what they do is they, they use uh, horse training ministry uh, to reach at-risk uh, youth in the, in the county and uh, really now two counties because they've, they've moved further north. Um, and so it's exciting to see that they are now ready to, to have uh, students come, children come, and, and get back into discipleship and meeting. Um, and so uh, uh, Linda and Dennis uh, were very excited and very thankful to have us come out. We accomplished a whole lot uh, in that little bit of a time, which is really what this is all about and what we hope to see um, in this particular event next year when you start hearing about Love Does coming up. Uh, we're hoping to add another day, a couple more locations, and that means, uh, you know, more people. We, we want to see more teams go out and do all kinds of different things. Um, yeah, and then you get, you get a t-shirt. We pay you with t-shirts. Um, and, and so it's, uh, it's, it's, it's really a, a fun thing to get involved with. Um, but Beyond Our Doors does things all year uh, beyond just this event. So I wanted to, uh, so after the service, we'll be out out there, if you want to know more about Beyond Our Doors, there's there's us, and then we have the. If you could stand up, if you're on the leadership team, you have the Youngs right here. I'm gonna I'm gonna call you out, and then uh, Brent, stand it already in the back. Um, is there anyone else here that's on the Beyond Our Doors leadership team that I'm? Mandy, there you are. She's standing as well in the back. She's all these people. Um, so we will be congregating back there because we like each other. And if you want to know um, about how to get involved with that, just come up and tug on our shirts, and we would love to share more. Uh, you remembered. I was supposed to um, um, include a, something that was a blessing, but this is just goes along with service. Um, anyone can go any age when we go to PACN, but um, the Edwards brought their whole family, and that was so fun for me to watch them and see, you know, how they all worked, and so their youngest daughter, and their name escapes me, I'm so sorry, um, but her and I became friends, and so by the end of the day, we're holding hands, and she's taking me wherever she wants me to see what's going on, and she's getting hangers for everybody, and all of their kids worked really hard, so it's kind of a, a family opportunity as well. All right. Oh, yeah, Marissa. Yeah, she wasn't standing. Where's Marissa? You did stand? I'm sorry. The light, the light, yeah, you are right under us. You're right under a spotlight, so it's kind of, I needed to give you all bells. All right, so we're going to move on to baptism, I believe. There they are. one of those great Sundays where we get to celebrate both ordinances that Christ gave us. This is baptism. 
Uh, and we've got uh, six candidates today uh, baptized by different uh, people that are very special to them. And um, just a reminder that uh, this is not them trusting Christ. This is them declaring their salvation, that they have already uh, trusted Christ as Savior, and now they are publicly identifying with Jesus, which is something he told us to do. So our first uh, two candidates are Justice Francis and Valen Francis and Zach. Uh, sons of uh, Zach and, and Brittany, and Zach is going to baptize his sons. All right, Justice. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Justice, yeah. have you trusted Jesus as your Lord and Savior? Yes. Okay. Now, Justice, why do you want to be baptized? Because I want to be obedient to show everyone that I'm on his team. We've been practicing, I promise. All right, Justice, it's my pleasure and honor to baptize you. Okay, you ready? In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Let's try this. All right, Valen, you ready? Yes. Okay. A little closer. All right, Valen, have you trusted Jesus as your Lord and Savior? Yes. All right, Valen, why do you want to be baptized? Because I want to show everybody that time on God's team. All right. Hands. All right, Valen, it's my pleasure to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. <laughs> All right, that's very exciting. Okay. okay, our next candidate is Chase Craig, son of Chris and... Jenny Craig, and uh, Chris is going to baptize. Chase, have you trusted Jesus as your Lord and Savior? Yes. And why do you want to be baptized? To show everybody that I believe in God. That's awesome. I'm proud of you, buddy. And because of your trust in Jesus, I'm going to baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Our next candidate is Jensen Sims, and he is the son of April. And um, Mary Craig, our children's coordinator, is going to baptize him. You can hold it while you interview okay. if you want. Stand on that top, that next. There you go, there you go. This makes me so happy. This is the most important declaration that you will ever make, and I'm so happy that you're making it. So, Jensen Sims. Have you trusted Jesus to be your savior? Yes. Why do you want to be baptized? To show others I believe in Jesus. Okay, great. So turn around. Hold your nose.
So Jensen, because you have testified to these true things, I baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Okay, thank you, Jensen. All right, our next candidate is Caleb Bagley. He is the son of James and Melissa Bagley. Come on in, buddy. You can stand on that bottom step there. Great. All right. Caleb, have you trusted Jesus Christ as your Savior? Yes. And why would you like to be baptized today? Because I want to show people I'm a Christ follower. All right. I like your wording there. I'm very excited to do this. If you'll turn around, put your hands on your chest, and hold your nose. Caleb Bagley, based on your profession of faith in Christ, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. <laughs> and then our final candidate today is... Elizabeth Brown and her family is with us, the daughter of Doyle and Melissa. And um, Elizabeth, why do you, have you trusted Jesus as your Savior? Yes. And why would you want to be baptized today? I want everyone to know that I belong to him. That's exciting. I'm very proud of you. Maybe put your arms across your chest. Do you want to hold your nose? Okay. <laughs> Elizabeth Brown, based upon your profession of Christ, profession of faith in Jesus Christ, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Thank you guys for participating in this with us. And I pray, my prayer is that you guys will continue to uh, disciple, help disciple, pray, encourage uh, these candidates as they have gone public with their faith and have a desire to continue to grow and become more like Jesus. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for the privilege of obeying Jesus. And we thank you for the uh, opportunity to have a public declaration that, that creates a great celebration. Thank you for the reminder of the life you've given all of us who have trusted Christ. And we pray for these individuals that you would give them great uh, growth in Christ and that they would have the joy of becoming more like him and experiencing and understanding your grace. We pray this in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. Let's stand together.
for being with us today. Have a great week. I can count a million times people asking me 